Hi, I'm Megan Hillica, a grieving mother turned grief coach. I now support, guide, and offer tools to navigate the unthinkable of child loss to other moms who also know this pain. I help you go from empty, lost, and broken to learning to carry your grief and live alongside it. If there's one thing I want you to see, it's hope. Hope that there's life after loss. Hope that there's so much more for you and encouragement that you're normal. All of this is possible along with never forgetting or moving on from your baby or child. I'm holding on to hope for you until you are ready to hold it yourself. Welcome to Grieving Moms Podcast. Okay, on today's episode, we're about to get vulnerable. But before we dive in, I want to just talk one more time about Grieving Moms Haven Retreat that is coming up in October. If you are not able to join this retreat, there are going to be more retreats in the future. And in the future, I'm going to also do um, specific loss retreats. So if you want to come to a retreat that anybody can come to, I would highly, highly recommend coming now because in the future, you your loss has to be specific for the specific retreat. Um, but this one is for any loss and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I am just imagining what it's going to be like to be doing yoga and meditations and journaling, taking time to just be. Um, and I'm going to be doing everything I can to support the moms there. One thing I've been thinking about is maybe you're nervous to come to like a retreat so focused on grief. But the thing is that we're not focusing so much on the grief as it, we are supporting you and your body through the experience of the emotions that you're feeling. Sorry, a car just started up right next to me. So got kind of loud, but we're supporting the emotions that you're experiencing. And I know it can feel very vulnerable and like, oh my gosh, can I do this in a place with other people? But I promise that I do a good job at creating an environment where you can feel safe being exactly where you're at. So you don't have to show up in a certain way. You don't have to be a certain way. You can show up exactly as you are, especially if you feel a lot of pressure to move on. And especially as the holidays are coming up and you can have some time to just ground yourself and fill your bucket um, before the holidays come where maybe the holidays might drain your bucket and your energy a lot. So getting that time to take care of yourself before the holidays is going to be amazing. So I'll be done with that for now. You can go to meganhillica.com slash grief retreat. I would love, love, love to have you join me. And if you are hesitant, I would love to know why you're not coming. Um, if you feel like messaging me, let me know because I would love to know. I want to learn more about how I can do better and how I can make this better for everybody. So let's dive into today's topic. This is pretty um, vulnerable for me. I've never really openly talked about this subject before, so I'm a bit nervous and sometimes I never really know what the right time is to share, if ever. There are some things that I won't talk about on my podcast just because they're personal to me and I don't need to share them. But this seems like one that maybe I'm ready to share on here in hopes that it will help someone else. So the reason that I'm even more drawn to sharing this is recently in Grieving Mom's Haven, I did a themed call where every call I do is themed toward a certain experience. And we did a call on overeating, 
where we did some meditations for connecting with your body, but also tapping meditation for overeating and trying to not feel your emotions. A few moms came on and shared their experience, and this just felt like such a relevant topic for many moms, and I know how powerful this tapping meditation was for them. So I wanted to share a bit of my story with overeating um, with body image and learning to process my emotions and grief. So the very first time I even remember noticing my body and what it looked like was when I was in fifth grade and a boy at school called me fat. He would whisper it to me when he walked by and for the next few years, he would find ways to tell me this. He would write notes, he would say it to me, however it came out. And my first reaction when he started was to to want to tell my teacher about it. But then the shame kicked in. And I started to wonder, was I fat? Like, I don't want to tell anybody that somebody's saying that to me because of what that means about me. And I had no idea that I was emotionally eating for a very long time. I wasn't really consciously aware of how badly I talked to myself or how horribly I looked at myself. I just tried everything. I beat myself up. I worked out. I tried to force myself to do better and I rode the same cycle. I've hated my body for many, many years and I've had seven babies with that where I've gained weight and haven't lost it and it's been a roller coaster and a big deal in my life. If you haven't struggled with this at all, you might not realize how all-consuming it can be and how it affects every area of your life. One thing I will quickly share was I didn't realize how self-conscious I was until we moved into our bus. We don't really have a good mirror in our bus and um, we didn't often see people that we knew. So for six weeks or longer, I didn't look in a mirror. I didn't worry about what my clothes looked like on me. And I just got dressed and went out about my day. And we went back to Minnesota. And as soon as we went back to Minnesota, I immediately felt self-conscious again. I changed my clothes a hundred times trying to figure out what, you know, what I feel best in. Um, It was such a weird experience. And to have that experience where I didn't feel that self-consciousness, um, helped me realize how much energy I was focusing on this and how I didn't want to give that much energy to this anymore. So anyways, I want to share a few things I've learned um, over the process <laughs> of things to help me. And I cannot say that I'm perfect or everything's all good and I never emotionally eat or that I'm always perfect at feeling my emotions or that I love my body at all times or that whatever like I'm learning I'm using the tools that I teach to help me and I'm going to share a few things that I've learned to help me and maybe it will help you or to give you hope that it's possible to take a step back and become a more mindful eater so one thing um for me was becoming aware that I was even doing it noticing when I got stressed or anxious or overwhelmed or when I just wanted everything to stop and to feel better that eating would help me do that becoming aware that this was the way I coped with emotional pain um 
can be helpful in understanding number one, why I was doing it, but also number two, helping lift the shame around it. I know since I talk about emotions on here a lot that maybe you think I'm a master and I'm just all good. And I'll tell you, I'm a type seven on the Enneagram. And if you know the Enneagram at all, it's my biggest fear, like to be in pain or to be bored. It's absolute torture. So like I said before, I wasn't even aware that I was emotionally eating. And as I started paying attention, I noticed how when I got bored, I got stressed or overwhelmed. That's when I wanted to eat to cope with the intense emotions inside me. It was an escape in a way where I could almost tune out of the world and numb whatever was coming up for me. Realizing that that this was what I was doing helped me become more aware of the process, more aware of my responses to my emotions. And as I've become more aware, I'm able to sit with my emotions a bit more and rather than just eating them and numbing them. So like I said, I'm not perfect at this, but it's a lifelong process to learn how to feel and sit with the emotions. Sometimes I don't and sometimes I do. And I remember how much better it is when I do sit with my emotions instead of eat them or frankly, any other form of numbing that I've used too. Another layer that I've worked on it is the identity level. So this is also something I teach inside of Grieving Moms Haven and the Life After Child Loss program is the the identity level of our lives is how do I identify with food? Like who do I identify as? I heard someone say that they never eat once they're full. And I was like, huh, (laughs) that's not my identity. Like that's not what I do. (laughs) But can I adopt that as my identity? Can I become someone that doesn't eat when she's full and stops eating when she's full? I also heard someone else describe being full is very uncomfortable and that she hates being stuffed. Another thought I wanted to adopt, hmm, like, can I become a person who will stop eating because I hate the feeling of being stuffed? Like, I was not that person. I was not, that was not my identity at all. So to begin to question, like, can I become that kind of person? Um, and can I adopt that identity? It's, it's really interesting to think about. Again, if you have never struggled with any of this, this might be so foreign to you, but I'm hoping it will help others because I know that I'm not alone in this. Before, I had never paid attention if I was full or not, like ever. Even if I was stuffed and the food was good, I would eat it. And now I realize that if I stay present while I'm eating instead of zoning out because I'm using it as a tool to numb, I can be more mindful of what does full feel like. Do I like being stuffed? Would I rather keep eating or stop before it gets comfortable? This mindfulness and presence is so helpful. And the tapping meditation I created inside of Graving Mom's Haven specifically for overeating is so helpful because there is so much shame and judgment around overeating, mainly for ourselves. That if you are in a cycle, you probably know it well. You overeat, you hate yourself, you wonder what's wrong with you, why can't you get a grip on yourself? You promise you will never do it again and the cycle repeats. What I've learned is this cycle will continue to repeat itself until you break it with mindfulness, compassion, and empathy. Hear me when I say this. You cannot hate yourself into not overeating. Listen, you start hating yourself and shaming yourself 
what do you need to do? You're going to need something to numb the emotions because they feel so terrible. And if your coping mechanism is food, of course, that's what you turn to. So using this tapping meditation to hold space for all the shame, judgment, guilt, hate, whatever emotions you're feeling and redirecting yourself to who you want to be and where you want to go to can be so helpful. Here's one of the biggest things I can share. Most of the time I've tried to deal with my overeating by eating healthier, restrictions, exercise, trying to shame myself or whatever, all the diets, whatever you want to do to lose weight. But in the end, none of these things are the problem. The problem is that food was my coping mechanism to deal with my emotions. And when I can learn to sit with my emotions, how to feel them, I don't need a coping mechanism like food to deal with my emotions. I know how to feel them and deal with them without a quote-unquote coping mechanism. I don't need something else outside of me to numb the emotional turmoil inside because I know how to sit with it and it will simmer down and it will flow through me. It truly is like amazing. So it's not the next diet, the next big thing, the next workout, whatever. It's learning how to sit with your emotions. And this is everything I do inside of Gravy Mom's Haven is teaching how to feel your emotions. And I am continuing to learn every day, learning how to connect with my body to be present in my body instead of disconnected and feel what I'm feeling instead of numbing it with food or whatever else. Anyways, it feels a bit vulnerable to share this about myself, but I do hope that this will help one of you who is listening know that you are not alone and that you're not broken or bad or that there's something wrong with you. You don't need to just get more control of yourself or whatever. Just start becoming aware of what's going on with you and your body and you can change things from the identity level out. So let me know your thoughts. Share this episode on Instagram and tag me or um, at Cultivated Family. You can message me at Cultivated Family. I would love, love, love to hear from you. All my love. We'll see you next week. Take care. If you like this podcast and have found it helpful, I want to invite you to come check out Gravy Moms Haven. This is my monthly community for gravy moms where you can learn positive coping mechanisms, find a safe space with others who understand, and learn lifelong skills that support you as you learn how to carry this weight of grief in your life. There are group coaching calls where we do guided meditations, tapping meditations, breath work, and just talk knowing that everyone in the group is also walking the path of child loss. You can come check out Gravy Moms Haven at www.gravymomshaven.com.